1: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor of behindthesteelcurtain.com, and if you have hit play, wherever you listen, you have found Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast as a part of the Behind the Steel Curtain Podcast Network. That's right, I got it right. The podcast network. Cuz that's what we are. We are our own network. Not just a platform. Not just some Spotify page or Apple podcast. We are our own network and you have found us. But if you stumbled upon us, whether that's on social media, whether that is maybe it was just a random search uh, or maybe it's on the on the article in an article Foreman behind the com. wherever you found us, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. search Steelers or behind the Steel Curtain subscribe follow so that you don't miss a thing. Not just my Let's Ride every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Dave Schofield Stat Geek on Thursday, Jeffrey Benedict had a great episode of the Cutting Room Floor on Tuesday morning, all of our noon content and our PM shows. Make sure you check it out, the Behind the Steel Curtain podcast network. I love the sound of that. I really, really do. And here we go. We are getting ready to fire up the mailbag in the second half of this show. It is Wednesday. It is hump day. Happy hump day, everyone. I hope you are having a good start to your week. The good first half of your week has been a good one. And I'm glad that you have spent some time with me, listening to me talk about our favorite football team, the black and gold, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So as I'm sure you've understood, and let's be honest, folks, if you're listening on March 23rd, 2022, you're you're a diehard fan. I've said that a million times. My ride or die crew, which by the way, if you're new to the show, if you hear me reference the ride or die crew, and they are definitely an active group today. And they put forth a ton of questions that I'm gonna have to answer in the second half of this podcast. They're the diehard fans that don't miss a thing. They don't miss my show. They probably listen to all of our shows on the network. It is the diehard of the diehard fan. And if you fall into that category, then my goodness, we have everything that you would want. Everything that you would want right here in one place. And if you're a diehard fan, as I was saying, you know that the Steelers free agent frenzy was just that so far in the first week or so. It was a freaking frenzy. And I I can, I'll be totally honest. I wrote an article, hasn't run yet on the website. And I talked about how so many times I, as a Steelers fan, as a writer, someone who runs a website, podcaster, I always saw the start of free agency as like a giant tease. And what I mean by that is that I would be sitting there and I felt like the kid at Christmas, me and the whole Steeler fan base, the kids at Christmas being forced to watch other kids open their presents. And so they're opening their presents. They're getting new bikes. Oh, man, that bike looks awesome. They're getting brand new gaming systems. Oh, what? You got that gaming system? That is awesome. And then, oh, what, did you get a new cell phone? Man, shut the front door. That is insane. You got a new cell phone? That is awesome. Awesome. All right, guys, the Steelers over there. It's your turn to open your gifts finally. It's been a while, but it's your turn. Okay, and so we get our gift out, and it's our sol- It's our one gift. It's, a, it's like one gift. Okay, this is going to be good. And we open it up, and what is it? Lego blocks. Now, let me get something straight here. Lego blocks can be very valuable. Okay, you can build a lot of stuff. I enjoy Legos. My kids love Legos. But this isn't like a... Lego set that you build a giant dinosaur with this backdrop and all this stuff. This isn't if you're a Star Wars person getting the Death Star, then you have to put it all together. No, you just have a a box of blocks, and then you have to do the rest. That's what Steelers free agency always felt like to me. The Steelers would get someone, but it would never be that new shiny toy, whatever that person, that player was. And it's because the Steelers never had a lot of salary cap space. I remember years where we the Steelers would have maybe $8 million in cap space and fan base would go, and, all right, here we go, big spenders, yeah. And every time it would do the same. First wave of free agency comes and goes, and then the Steelers decide to become players. And even in that circumstance, there were there were times where the Steelers had some money to spend, and they would spend it, and it just wouldn't pan out. Uh, Ladarius Green comes to mind. Morgan Burnett comes to mind. I could go through other names as well, but you understand what I'm saying. Last week, I felt like the movie Gladiator, where... Marcus Aurelius looks up and goes, are you not entertained? This is what we've been waiting for, folks. This is the moment that fans have been waiting for. This isn't $8 million. The Steelers had $29 million in salary cap space. And boy, oh boy, did they make some moves. We've gone over a ad nauseum on this podcast all across the network. Everyone's talked about it. I don't need to go into specifics. There's a good chance that maybe by the time you listen to this, they've signed another player. But I think it's safe to say that the first wave of free agency is coming to a, it's it's kind of calming down. It, it's, it, the crescendo is done and is now calming down. And so now you look at, well, what's next? Like, mean, what is next? The Steelers haven't signed someone in a while. Fans are like, well, this is weird. We're used to ever having a a new signing every other day or every day last week. There still are moves that need to be made. And when I say that, I do mean in free agency. I think that the Steelers still need to be active. But I want you all to understand something. Don't necessarily expect these moves to be made right away. And what I mean by that is that the Steelers at this point in time they probably have one or two moves that they are looking to address soon, definitely before the draft. Every other move that would be made would probably be post-NFL draft. So remember, free agency is so much more than just, you know, the first initial wave. You can still be signing players. Look at a guy like a Zach Banner, just as an example. Zach Banner might be on the free market. Way after the draft, and maybe the Steelers call him up and say, Hey, you want to come in and be a valuable depth piece? We'll have you, but it's going to be cheap. Maybe he takes that deal, maybe he doesn't. That's just an example. So, you look at the positions that I feel the Steelers still need to address wide receiver, strong safety, cornerback, and then a backup running back of some kind. And so, when I think about this, I look at it and say, Okay, what moves would need to be made sooner rather than later? What positions should they be addressing sooner rather than later? I think we would all agree that strong safety is one of those positions that the Pittsburgh Steelers should address earlier. It's a position that they should say, we need to figure this out now. We need to figure out what we're going to do. We need to figure out how we're going to piece this puzzle together on the defensive, the back end of the defense, playing alongside Minka Fitzpatrick. Maybe that would be actually having... Terrell Edmonds come back, probably more, more cost effective, but you could also have like the Michael Becks of the world one, like the Tyron Matthew to come in. I understand that. I would not be upset if the honey badger joined the Pittsburgh Steelers. My concern would be how much does it cost? Like that would be my ultimate concern. And so you look at strong safety, that's a sooner rather than later pickup. Cornerback, yeah, you could talk about getting a cornerback. I don't feel like that's a position the Steelers are going to target early. I don't think they're going to target that before the draft. I just don't. You may want them to go out and get a, a, a Stephen Gilmore or whatever however you however you say his name. His last name's Gilmore. We'll put it that way. Former defensive player of the year, cornerback for the Patriots. You could say go out and get that guy. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they could draft a cornerback, or they wait until after the NFL draft to address that. Running back, too, again, unless they make some small signing that's not going to have hardly any impact on their salary cap, that's going to be waiting. The wide receiver position is the other position. You know, you lost Juju Smith-Schuster, you lost James Washington, and you lost Ray-Ray McLeod in the course of 24 hours. I really wasn't that upset, by the way, but that's neither here nor there. I look at this and say that they could add another receiver. They could find some value. There are receivers out there, and I honest-to-goodness feel that when you look at the success of some of these rookie receivers that have come in, and Jamar Chase being the most recent, and I think a lot of NFL teams say, why should we pay top dollar for an aging veteran when we can get a young guy who's fast, who's dynamic, who's athletic? And so there's a lot of teams, I think, that are thinking, okay, we'll just put the pause on our search for a receiver, and maybe we'll look for that in the draft. The Steelers could definitely grab, I think, a veteran receiver that would be good for the team, and so I think wide receiver and strong safety are the two positions they might still address before the draft. Otherwise, I think they wait. The second wave of free agency, and like I said, the first wave just calmed down. The second wave is getting ready to start its crescendo, is not going to be as exciting for the Steelers. Why? They don't have as much cap space as they did. When you sign players, that's going to cut into your cap space. This is simple fact and mathematics. Amar Kabali of The Athletic put it out there on Twitter. He said that Steelers currently, according to the NFLPA, the Players Association, have around $16.5 million in their cap space. But that's not counting uh, Montrevious Adams' contract, which that was just made official on on Tuesday. It also is not taking into effect the Akello Witherspoon signing, which has not been made official. I got into a Twitter argument with multiple people when I said I'm sitting here waiting for this to become official. And everyone's like, oh, but they did. No, they didn't. Josina Anderson saying that it's going to happen doesn't make it official until they get into the headquarters, they sign on the dotted line, and the Pittsburgh Steelers verified Twitter account says, we have signed yada, 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 in this case, Akella Witherspoon, to a two-year $8 million deal or a two-year deal, whatever. It's not official. So Montrevious Adams' deal just became official on Tuesday, Waiting for Witherspoon, I had people sending me screenshots of Steeler Nation and CBS reporters. Folks, that's not official. Those are just reports. And we ran with the reports too, but those are not official. Let's keep that in mind. But still, that $16.5 million does not account for Akella Witherspoon's contract, assuming that becomes official. All in all, it's probably going to be around $15 million the Steelers will have in terms of salary cap space. And on top of that... They could possibly restructure. Dave Schofield wrote a great, great article on Tuesday about how he feels looking at TJ Watts, his the structure of his contract that he signed prior to Week One last year. How it maybe it looks like it almost was made to be restructured. Really interesting. You have to check it out. Go read that on BehindtheSteelCurtain.com. And those restructures, according to Kabali, is they're probably going to save those restructures for a player like Minka Fitzpatrick. You'll do the restructure, you'll free up space, you'll sign him, and they'll go hand-in-hand. But what is insane, and what I really struggle to wrap my head around, is that as exciting as free agency has been, in these new additions, Miles Jack, Daniels on the offensive line, Cole on the offensive line, you're talking about Levi Wallace on the defensive side of the ball, all these names that came in and we were all so excited, and we still are, rightfully so, we still have the NFL draft coming up. And that's still what I have. I struggle to wrap my head around. We still have the NFL draft on the horizon. Pro days are going crazy. And the Steelers have been busy when it comes to these pro days. And the one thing that you all have to understand, and again, my ride or die crew, because you are diehard fans, you understand this. You have to pay attention to where both Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin go. They will obviously travel around. They will go to certain places. And when they go there, there's a good chance that they're going to take someone from that pro day. So to give you an example, some of the pro days that the Steelers have had a visible presence, Kansas, Kansas State, Northwestern, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Arkansas State, uh, Colorado. None of those that I just said had Mike Tomlin and or Kevin Colbert there. Georgia, they were there. Clemson. Clemson. They were there. Michigan, they were there. Pitt, nah, it kind of doesn't count, but they were there. They just had to go next door, but they were there. They saw Kenny Pickett throw. And most recently, Tuesday, they were there to see at Liberty Malik Willis, the quarterback. A lot of people. Mel Kiper Jr. most recently. ESPN article, his mock draft latest had Malik Willis going to the Steelers at 20. Mike Tomlin took Malik Willis out to dinner. It's being reported on Monday. These things matter. Most people will say, "Ah, oh, it's just a dinner." Eh, who cares? It matters. I'm telling you right now it matters. If you think it doesn't matter, go back and look at the picks, go back and look at our draft trackers, and you will find that there is a direct correlation between who they go and see and who they end up drafting. So they like Malik Willis, don't be shocked if they rock the boat and try and do whatever they can to get him. Am I saying that they'll trade up? We'll see. I'm really going to be interested to see on Wednesday you have Matt Coral, Ole Miss quarterback. Will the brass be there? Will Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin be at Ole Miss? That's a a question I want to know. Because if they're not, well, then that tells you all they need to know about Matt Coral. On Thursday, Desmond Ritter at Cincinnati. That's his pro day. Will the brass be there? I'll never forget last year, you had these second-tier-type quarterbacks. Uh, Kellen Mond was an example. They didn't go see his pro day. And so I knew right off the bat they're not going to take this guy. They're not going to take this guy. It's going to be really interesting to see how the rest of this week plays out. It's going to be really interesting to see when I'm I'm hoping that they have pre-draft visits like they used to prior to COVID. Because then you really get to see, okay, wow, here are the tight ends they're bringing in, the, the quarterbacks, the cornerbacks, the uh, running backs, whatever. I'd be really, really interested to see how that plays out. The craziness, it's its coming, folks. It, more craziness is ahead. You think Steeler fans went nuts over free agency? Wait till the draft. Wait till this new influx of talent comes in. And I tell you what, this behind the steel curtain will just explode. This podcast network is going to explode. What's going to happen in the second half of this show it's mailbag time, folks. It's hump day. You know what day it is. My ride or die crew did not disappoint. We will dive headfirst into that mailbag right after this break.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
1: All right, Rider Die crew, it's Wednesday, second half. That means it's mailbag time. We have a lot of questions to get through. Let's go head first. Let's start it off with King Tibbs. He asked, what in the world's going on with the strong safety? Why are we seemingly waiting for one to be picked for us by another team signing? All I can think of is they're waiting to see if they can sign Tyron Matthew to make the decision on Terrell. Hashtag Ride or Die crew. There's a lot of moving parts when it comes to a free agent acquisition. The price has to be right. We know that. You got to give the guaranteed money. These free agents are also weighing their options. So Tyron Matthew, his play did not fall off a cliff. Let's keep that in mind. He right now, I guarantee you, is weighing his options. If the Steelers have been interested, I'm sure they've given him an offer. He then, it's been rumored that he's also being courted by the Las Vegas Raiders, in which case He's probably comparing that offer too. So keep all this in mind. It's not that the Steelers are sitting on their hands doing nothing. It might just mean that it's one of those situations where the Pittsburgh Steelers have to wait for that player to make up their mind. That is a possibility. Keep that in mind. All right, Britsburg, Owen David. He says, now that Ben is retired and Juju is gone, who do you see as being our offensive leader and captain and why them? then he adds, Wednesday, 23rd March, is my oldest daughter Rebecca's birthday. Happy birthday, Rebecca, from me, the leader of the Ride or Die crew. I wish you a happy birthday. Nothing but the best on this 23rd of March. Congratulations on another year of life. Well, we'll put it that way. To answer your question, Owen, Ben is retired. Yes, that leaves a gaping hole in terms of leadership. I think that one of these new guys, and and it was actually Owen who shared a quote by James Daniels, the new offensive lineman, guard, center, interior offensive lineman. He is a guy that's like, I'm going to lead by example. I love it. I think Mitch Trubisky, you listen to what the players have said that played with him, and the Steelers know a lot about him. Why? Levi Wallace played with him in Buffalo. Daniels in Chicago Anthony Miller played with him in Chicago they all say the same thing this guy is a leader to the truest extent of the word I would not expect anything less than Trubisky to come in take the reins of that offense and I do think that will allow Najee Harris to just take a natural progression into a leadership role not thrust him out into the limelight I think that's really important keep that in mind all right Owen David has another one if Travis Jones is available in the second round would you take him I think even if Tua and Aluolo are back, we need to do what we always seem to do and draft for one year ahead and Jones could be the long-term replacement at Nose Tackle. Hashtag I'm not going to lie. I don't know who Travis Jones is. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I probably should. Uh, I've been so focused on the free agent pickups that I haven't really... I kind of put my NFL draft hat on uh, the coat rack for a second. I need to pick it back up. In terms of positionally, though... In, unless this player is a defensive tackle defensive end whatever you want to call it in a three four can be called either one i'm not interested in signing a pure nose tackle the steelers don't run their base defense enough now if you have someone that can do both like tyson alawalu does that's a different story so keep that in mind cheeseball10 asks with free agency starting to slow down as of right now who or what position does your gut tell you the steelers are going to select with the 20th pick this year hashtag rider to be honest with you The longer these pro days go, the more information that I get. I right now have a feeling that they are going to take a Malik Willis, at quarterback. I really do. The question will be is do they have to trade to get him? And this is different. Like Before, when they first got Trubisky, I was like, no, I don't think they're going to get a quarterback now. This stuff has changed. It's changed a lot for me. So I think that, yes, I, I could see them making a move. You may not like it, but the people that say they don't like it, they're probably the same people that wanted the Steelers to be make a strong play for a Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. So if the strong play is for a guy that they feel, maybe not you, maybe not me, but they, the Steelers, feel is their future franchise quarterback. And if it plan, if it plays out, you're not going to complain in the long run. So just try to try to keep that in the back of your mind if these decisions happen. But my gut can change tomorrow. All right, Corey Eckenroth asks, Jeff, if you had to give the free agency portion of the offseason a grade as it is currently, what would you give it? Use his hashtag, crew. Thank you, Corey. I'm going to give it an A. Maybe an A-, minus, but an A. I have been really happy with what the Steelers have done. I've been really happy with how they've approached the contracts they've given out in terms of the length, guaranteed money. It They, they wrote these contracts. Omar Khan, tip of the cap to you, brother, he did a great job of getting these players in and making it believable and not believable, but making it attainable for them to continue to add talent without breaking the bank. I give it an a okay believers. Yeah. You didn't fool me that time. You bring in the Cavalier stuff into this, not talking about the stupid NBA. He says the Steelers are obviously looking to win with defense this year and beyond. Do you think that's possible in today's NFL? Let me answer this one first. Uh, Goal, he continues, is the league designed to be high scoring, and is this a foolish plan with firepower in the division, or this is a brilliant chess move? Okay, and he uses a great, I used a Billy Madison gif on my tweet this week, and so he uses one Or so sorry to interrupt, I love that, love it. So, um, I think it is possible in today's NFL to still win with defense. You have to be a dominant group to be that, to be this type of defense, a top 10 defense is not going to do it with the offenses and the rules that are in place in today's National Football League. You need to have a top five, top three unit. So could the Steelers build that? Yes. Are they close? I think they're closer than people think. You get a few draft picks, I get someone like tuit back and he's healthy, both physically and mentally, that could do it. I don't think it's a foolish plan. I don't think it's a brilliant chess move either. The Steelers are going to have to win with defense. This is common knowledge. They don't have a quarterback that has a Hall of Fame resume anymore. So they're going to have to try to do it with defense, running the football. It's going to look old school. I called it hybrid old school last week. I'm going to stick to it, and I like it. Brian Haynes asked, this gif is the perfect question, and that was the the gif that I used that he's referring to, is the scene where Billy Madison is in, I think, second or third grade. Uh, miss of. Uh, <laughs> Veronica Vaughn comes walking in because she is the teacher. He looks at the guy next to him and goes, jackpot. <laughs> that was the gift that I used. He said, it's the perfect question. What pick in the draft, any round, would give you this reaction? Hashtag die crew. So any any pick that would make me think jackpot. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go with if they were to get someone. See, there are players that I love that I don't feel like they necessarily need to get now. Like, I love Zion Johnson, the interior offensive lineman from Boston College. Just don't think that's the pick right now. Not after you go out and get Daniels, not after you go out and get Cole, not after you spend a third round pick on Kendrick Green last year, and not with Kevin Dotson in the fold. So I'm thinking about a pick um give me give me a good wide receiver or a good cornerback and that that would get me going and I don't have a name off the top of my head just so you know Zach Farnsworth says hey Jeff who do you see as the offensive captain locker room leader with how the team sits now keep up the great content hashtag writer.crew thank you Zach I kind of already answered this I do think that some of the new players are going to naturally step into a leadership role if they're a leader and maybe they haven't had the chance to lead where they were prior to Trubisky in Buffalo, he wasn't able to lead. That's Josh Allen's team. Daniels in Chicago, he's a young guy. Maybe this is a place where he can flourish and he can actually step up and say, let's go, let's do this. These are the players I'm expecting to step up into those leadership roles. And that's a tough ask for a player that's new to the franchise. And I do think Najee Harris is going to step up and take a leadership role. I'd love to see someone like, it's going to sound crazy. I'd love to see someone like Chase Claypool step up. Like that, That's what I really would, because I think that's what he needs to do. He needs to take that next, next, next step in his actual maturation process. Southside Doc asks, should the Steelers place their primary focus on rebuilding the offense or retooling the defense to make it elite? Hashtag Crew. Well, I mean, can't they do both? I mean, at this point in time, the defense is pretty good. You know, defensive player of the year. You got Cam Hayward, who's a perennial all pro pro bowler. If you can get to it back, you just brought in Miles Jack. Maybe adding just some secondary pieces. I feel like they're closer to that. I feel like the primary focus in that. So, with that being said, to use Brian Davis's term, I would say that put the focus on the offense. The defense is close, it's already close to being rebuilt. So put the focus on the offense. And then he says, P.S. Are you ready for progressive commercials in 2022? They might be able to reuse some of their footage if they can't trade Baker. And it shows Baker Mayfield sitting in an empty stadium. says, at home with Deshaun Watson because obviously right now Baker Mayfield has no team. Brittany Shaw, do you think the rumors about the Steelers being interested in Mayfield, if he is released, ever come true? I couldn't imagine him in the black and gold. And then she uses the puke emoji. Love that. Hashtag rider die crew. No, Baker Mayfield sucks. I don't think there's any truth to that whatsoever. The Steelers have a, a they have a quarterback depth chart that's pretty chock full right now. I don't see any space for him. I don't see why they would make that move. They definitely would not. I mean, would not trade for him. There's no use. Wait till he's released if you're going to do anything. And I wouldn't even do it then. M Dibs twenty four says: Is there any unheralded player from any of the Super Bowl win seasons that you loved to watch? Mine were Brian McFadden and Chris Kimoyatu. Okay, so the two Super Bowl win seasons. We're talking 05, we're talking 08. Were there any unheralded players? I honestly feel like James Farrier was an unheralded player. He was fantastic, but I feel like he was unheralded. Um, You you could talk about other players. Uh, I think in the first Super Bowl was Chris Hope who played alongside Troy Polamalu? he was unheralded. I think Ryan Clark was unheralded. On the offensive side of the ball, Moeldy Moore was unheralded. Love to watch him run the football or catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, you even go to uh, some of the other players. like Cedric Wilson made a lot of plays in 05. People forget that unheralded player. I could go on and on. Good question, though. Brian asked another one. Would you trade 16 and 19 for 20? In next year's first and fifth, if Philly, oh my gosh, you all in these scenarios. uh, And who would you take with them? So he is suggesting you trade the 20th overall pick for the 16th and 19th pick. Those are both possessed by Philadelphia. And you send your next year's first and a fifth round. Okay. So you would be moving up four. Four spots to 16 and gaining an extra pick, and that would be one pick before 20. Would I do it? If the prospects are there, sure. Why not? But ultimately, I don't think Philly would ever make that move. They have three first-round picks, and I think they are looking to at least get two out of the three, if not all three. Just a gut feeling. MDivs24 says Mike Tomlin reportedly ate chicken wings at dinner with Malik Willis. What flavor sauce would Tomlin order? He seems like the type to eat the hottest one without blinking. Hey, hey, this is a this is, when you're eating hot hot wings, the, if you're gonna blink, cut your eyelids off. That's what Tomlin would say. If you're gonna blink, cut your eyelid. Do you think that if they went out to dinner, and this is something I've asked before, haven't had to ask this in a couple uh, in a couple years because of them not having these pre-draft it, but. Could you imagine, like, so let's say you're the player. Just put yourself in this shoes. And I'm not really answering his question, so sorry, MDivs. If, if you're the player, do you have to, like, be cautious of what you order? <clears throat> so Malik Willis goes out to dinner. Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert are there. They're, they, they're fronting the bill. Are you saying, I'm getting the surf and turf? Give me the filet. Give me the crab legs. Give me everything. And you're just eating like a like you haven't eaten before ever or are you thinking okay i don't want to put out there that i'm a pig should probably take the salad maybe the salad bar uh maybe get uh, some fish some broccoli steam that would be really interesting to me is to know how do they handle that situation could be very unique could be very unique justin mitchell asked with everyone healthy and back despite not knowing who is starting at strong safety where do you think our defense will rank this season? I have them as top three. If they hit on a couple draft picks, and they can figure out the strong safety position, and that's a big if, I think they could easily be t- top five, and yes, I think they could be top three, assuming everyone is back and healthy, like you said. Heath Davis says, if you are co- if you combine Tim Tebow and Baker Mayfield in a lab, would you get b- Mitch Trubisky? Hashtag no, because I don't think that even if you combined Baker and Tebow, Baker Mayfield is still going to be arrogant, and that's not Mitch Trubisky. So I don't think that works. It's a funny question. He said, serious question. Would you rather see Pittsburgh sign a free agent wide receiver and draft a safety or the other way around? Hashtag ride or die crew. For me, I trust the Steelers drafting a wide receiver. Get a safety that's proven. Get a proven commodity to play next to Minka Fitzpatrick. That's more important than a receiver, in my opinion. Eric. Asked, Do we need to sign a defensive lineman in case Tua doesn't come through, or is it safe to wait till the draft to address D-line concerns? Also, what should we expect from Loudermilk in year two? I think the defensive line is one of the deepest positions on the Steelers. I mean, think about it: If Tua doesn't come back, you're going to have Alu Alu back, Wormley back, Montrevious Adams is back. You're going to have both of the uh, Davis brothers in Khalil and Carlos. You're going to have Loudermilk. You're going to have Henry Mondo still. They're going to have options, so I think you would wait until the draft. In terms of Loudermilk, I think he's going to be better. I think he's going to be better at rushing the passer. He already is a large human being that can hopefully take up space in the run game. I hope they can find a spot for him. Brian asked a third question, somehow, someway. The top 10 picks on the Steelers board are gone. I know it's not possible that all 10 are, fa- are gone because they're logical thinkers and don't have Hutchison or Hamilton. Would you take Ajabo? I think that's how you say his name, with a 20th pick, follow up, where does he get drafted? So this is the player that it was a really bad look for Michigan, in my opinion. He tore his Achilles during his pro day. I don't think there's any way he goes in the first round with an Achilles injury. I think at the earliest, he goes in the second. I could see him going as late as the fourth third, or fourth if they deem that that Achilles injury is severe. So there you go. Aiden Blaine asks, Would you be all right with the Steelers using their first-round pick on Georgia defensive lineman Jordan Davis, even if Tua commits to returning from the tw- for the 2020 season? <clears> Hashtag <throat> <clears throat> <clears> RyderDyacra. <throat> Honestly, I would be okay with that because the Steelers do need to start thinking about the future at the position. Cam Hayward's not getting younger. Tua's not getting younger. Aluwalu's not getting younger. And while I just said that the Steelers' defensive front is one of the deepest positions, that does not mean that they're the most talented of the positions. So for me, I would say that I would be fine if they got Jordan Davis in the first round. Haskins QB2 says, Okay, Jeff, another question. Sorry, don't beat me up. He uses the laughing image. I'm not beating anyone up. He said, But if you were a head coach in the NFL, But you can only pick your coaching staff from BTSE. Who would you hire and at what position? Well, one of them is easy. I'm hiring KT Smith, Kevin Smith, as my offensive coordinator. No doubt about it. That's what I'm going to do. He's going to run the offense. Why? He's a football coach already. He was an offensive coordinator for years. Very, very skilled. Very knowledgeable. He's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. So there you have. I'm the head coach. That's my offensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator, I'm going to go with Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey Benedict is the brains. He's the guy that knows all. You've listened to him talk about stunts, secondary play. He is going to be my defensive coordinator. So that's who I'm hiring if I'm picking my coaching staff from BTSC in terms of the big names. Okay, If if we're getting down to strength and conditioning coach, that's a little different. I'm not going there today. Good question. That was fun. Mendez. With Cam and Alawalu's age, uncertainty with to it, I think defensive line is a need. Loudermilk is promising. Bugs is not even with the team anymore. Adams is solid, but it's it's the same guys. With the rush defense the Steelers had last year, do you think defensive line should be a high priority in the draft since it was not addressed in free agency? Again, they did kind of address it in free agency by signing Montrevious Adams, but I would not be shocked if they pick a defensive lineman in the draft. We'll go first. I doubt it. Maybe we'll see. Ryan Good asks, which members of the Steelers media or insiders do you trust the most when they report something regarding the team? All right, so this is a good question. <clears throat> and when I think of insiders, you think about the Adam Schefters, the Ian Rappaport, the Tom Plissros, Jeremy Fowlers. Uh, if you even want to throw in some other names, uh, it, they're getting news from agents typically. That's how they get their news. Very rarely are those sources coming directly from the team or someone within the organization. So if they're getting it from agents, I typically trust it. Ian Rappaport burned me earlier when he was in Ben's career when he was trying to get that second—I think it was second or third contract—and there were rumors he was going to the Raiders. I went off on Rappaport on Twitter, and he blocked me. I'm still blocked. I can't even see his tweets. But still, in terms of the local media, the Pittsburgh media, there's just not a lot of insiders, in my opinion. Jerry Dulac tries of the Post-Gazette, as we call him Jare Bear, but he's not an insider. He tries to provide some insight, but he doesn't know. He's the one that said there's no way they'll ever sign Miles Jack and then look what happens. That's not an insider. The Steelers want it that way. They don't want insiders. So there you go. A little bit of a trip into my brain in terms of insiders. That was good. Paul Orlando asks, Honey Badger, Terrell Edmonds, or a safety in round one or two in the draft, which do you think would be best now and long term? I would say... Right now, as Honey Badger. I still would look at not a day one or day two uh, draft pick spent on safety. I would be fine in like a day three pick. But give me Honey Badger now. And I know it might not be the best for the long term, but I just want someone proven playing next to Mega Fitzpatrick. That's my own thing. Okay, QB 2 asks another one. Hey, Jeff, you're the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, this is fun. You're in the draft room and you get a call. Ring, ring. Hey, Jeff, it's the GM of the New York Giants. We're sitting at the fifth pick. Let's make a deal. What does Jeff the GM say or what would you offer if you want to move up? I'd say I'm not about to even entertain moving all the way up to five because I don't think there's a player that the Steelers would necessarily covet that bad that they would give up all of that capital to move up to five. This isn't like a situation where you have a Trevor Lawrence who you're you're thinking to yourself, that is the guy. If we could get that guy, we'd be set for a decade plus. I don't see that guy. I'm not making that deal. Johnny Bravo says, what was your initial reaction to Juju leaving? I'm going to miss him with Pittsburgh on and off the field. Hashtag rider die crew. T- to be completely honest, 100% honesty, my reaction was this, meh. I hate to say it. That's my, That was my reaction. I, I've said it before. What has he done since Antonio Brown left? He's gotten hurt a lot. I still think his knee's banged up. I don't think he has the explosiveness he used to have. I don't think he can play on the outside anymore. He's a guy all can only patrol the middle. The Steelers felt that he was expendable, and they let him go. I think if they wanted him they could have had him, but they didn't. Vinny asks, hey, Jeff, okay, so with all the Steelers GM talk and interviews the Steelers have done, it got me wondering, what are the chances that Mike Tomlin gets a Bill Belichick type of role as GM head coach? Maybe that's why they got Brian Flores in there to help with head coaching. That's a really interesting take. I've never heard anyone suggest that. So, In my opinion, this is one of those situations where I don't think Bill I don't think that Mike Tomlin, I don't think that the Steelers organization wants their head coach also being the GM. Uh I could see what you're saying, but I don't I don't buy it. I think they're gonna hire a GM. It's just my gut. Najee Harris's charisma says, Hey Jeff, do you see the Steelers? Doing some restructuring of contracts before the draft to create more cap space. I kind of agree with Mark Caballi, what I mentioned earlier, that they could create more cap space, but I don't think they're going to do it before the draft. They're going to wait. They're going to get that restructure done for Minka's deal and maybe even someone like Deontay Johnson. We'll see. Last question Steel Joker says draft a quarterback this year or next year. In my opinion, I wait till next year. I do. I want to see what Mitch Trubisky can do. You have Mason Rudolph there, you have your quarterback de- depth set. And I'm not sold on either one of these quarterbacks. Now, I know I just said that my gut instinct is to have, you know, one of those players, not Kenny Pickett, I don't think he gets to the Steelers, but Malik Willis said that was my gut, that they might take him. I would still wish the Steelers would go another direction, but that's just what my gut tells me today. All right, that was great. Those are some great questions. I appreciate all my ride-or-die crew for always pulling through for the mailbag segment. Make sure you check out on Friday. I will be back. Blue Checkback should be here unless he's taking the week off and hasn't told me yet. So make sure you check back on Friday. In the meantime, have a great rest of your week, folks. You know how we finish it out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go see you.